The gospel this evening is from Luke chapter 22. Now the festival of unleavened bread, which is called the Passover, was near. The chief priests and the scribes were looking for a way to put Jesus to death, for they were afraid of the people. Then Satan entered into Judas, called Iscariot, who was one of the twelve. He went away and conferred with the chief priests and officers of the temple police about how he might betray him to them. They were greatly pleased and agreed to give him money. So he consented and began to look for an opportunity to betray him to them when no crowd was present. Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and prepare the Passover meal for us that we may eat it. They asked him, where do you want us to make preparations for it? Listen, he said to them, when you have entered the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house he enters and say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks you, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs already furnished. Make preparations for us there. So they went and found everything as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover meal. When the hour came, he took his place at the table and the apostles with them. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But see, the one who betrays me is with me, and his hand is on the table. For the Son of Man is going as it has been determined, but woe to that one by whom he is betrayed. Then they began to ask one another, which one of them it could be who would do this? A dispute also rose, arose among them as to which one of them was to be regarded as the greatest. But he said to them, the kings of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors, but not so with you. Rather, the greatest among you must become like the youngest, and the leader like one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks, Brian.
Let's pray. God, we pray for your spirit in this story that we've heard before, uh, that we may find ourselves in it for a promise of presence that even in the time of betrayal and death, there is nothing that can separate us from your love. And bring us together, God, as a community always and forever and remind us how much we need each other. In Jesus' name, amen. There is something that happens when we eat together. Randy and I had a couple of dates, but it wasn't until we sat down together at the Tavern on Grand and ordered walleye and a couple beers that things really started moving ahead. After my dad's death, my mom's friends decided to take her to Cassetta's in St. Paul every few months as a way to get her out without the, without the pressures of being the only one there without a spouse. Pastor Joel and others have shared how Mount Olivet's relationship changed with the Northwest Islamic Community Center when we came to eat the Ramadan meal together. On occasion, I stopped down in the classrooms in the Child Learning Center here at Mount Olivet during lunch and it's then and there with mashed potatoes on their plates and chubby little hands learning how to hold forks that they open up to me. They really spill the beans, literally and figuratively, on what they have done that day or what's going on with them at home. Kathy Mays, executive director of Loaves and Fishes, came and talked to us this winter as we prepared for our Be Open vision. And I remember her saying, that a community meal brings people together to eat, of course, but also to dispel isolation, to create space for people to be together who typically would be alone, to know each other, and to have someone to talk to. And there is something about being invited over for a meal at someone's home. There is intention as they invite you to open yourself up to how they set the table, what they serve. You really get to know people when you eat together. And when we eat together, we have to both give and receive. Eating together changes us. We continue the story of Jesus' last days of life. And we need to pause to notice that Jesus gathers his disciples together for a meal to eat together before his death. Jesus knows what happens when we eat together. This invitation of Jesus was not out of the ordinary. It was the Passover meal, the meal in which Jews remember the saving act of God who freed them from bondage in Egypt and from Pharaoh's hold. And each part of the meal has deep meaning, from the unblemished lamb to the bitter herbs to the unleavened bread. Each has significance, recalling the agony of bondage in Egypt and how God used the blood of the lamb smeared on the doorpost to identify the homes of his people 
so the angel of death would pass over them. Tasting the bitter herbs to remember the bitterness of slavery. The unleavened bread is a reminder that they had to leave with haste. No time for even the dough to rise. They could only bring enough for the day ahead, and they had to trust in how God would provide. Food brings us back to taste and remember and reveals the presence of God. This remembrance meal, this ritual and tradition was commanded by God because God knew his people would need to remember again, to go back and be a part of what God had done so they could trust that God would do it again. And they needed to be together as they remembered, to tell the story, to nurture the younger generations. There is something that happens when we eat together. Luke wants us to know that this meal was not without struggle. Judas, who had already conspired to betray Jesus, was there too at that meal. And he ate and drank with the others. The devil had entered his heart, so Eve, evil even had a seat at the table as well. The disciples argue about who is the greatest, even in a meal that is meant to unify and connect. The yearning to outdo and hold power could not be quieted. And yet Jesus is present in the midst of all that is broken, betrayed, and vying for power. In this Last Supper, Jesus redefines the Passover meal, the bread now his body, the wine now his blood, and a new promise that the saving act of God will now be made known in Jesus, God made flesh. Throughout the Gospel of Luke, Jesus dared to eat with those others deemed unworthy. Jesus came close enough to both give and receive from them, to be present in their home with their families, to make God known in the humble places of human life. Jesus goes out of his way to come close to prostitutes and tax collectors, those sick and hurting, to share a meal with them. He gathers 5,000 hungry people who are in a deserted place and he takes what little they have, he blesses it, and then feeds them until they are filled. God cannot be separated from the daily needs of life. There is something that happens when we eat together. The church for a long time has put qualifications around partaking in Holy Communion. We still struggle with it. But in Luke, no one is excluded. The meal is not rid of evil or envy. The host freely distributes and stays presence, present and declares the leader as the one who serves. We are called to come back to this meal we are never sanitized enough to be worthy to receive it, so come as you are. Mysteriously, we are united even in our struggles and our differences. And that's an amazing gift that we are given as a church 
no matter what, God is the host and calls us to eat. This meal becomes the place where nothing can separate us from God or from each other. So come to the table. Open your hands to receive Jesus Christ in body and blood who comes to save you. And then find time to eat with others. Host a meal with intention. Accept an invitation to come and eat with someone you may not know. There's something that happens when we eat together. God is made known. Amen.